Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm having a wonderful night, Richard, despite all the snow and the... Uh, the generator's kicking on and off where I am. I'll I tell you, it's re- it's really coming down out there. Am I right? Yeah, you are right. How about this weather, huh? Oh man, it's full. Uh, we're full of it. We are yeah, absolutely punch f- myself in the face. Nah, the worst. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It is a topic of conversation. You know what? Also, is a topic of conversation. Dork Madness Three, Ryan. People. Dork Madness Three are loving the third annual Dork Madness. And what it is, is best TV show, and we've gotten a lot of feedback already. So give me, how about this? Give me a, and uh, by the way, voting is going on all month at Dork Podcast on Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, I apologize. It's the only way that we're doing it. So give me a one-word review for all of the snubs that people have sent in, okay? Please. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to go I'm gonna go show my show, but that makes No, that's, what, that's my one-word review for all of them. Please. For all of them. Or do you not want me to go through? I have five. No, go ahead. Go I have through, five. Go through right. no, all the, no, we'll do it. We'll do okay. it. Okay. All right. Let's just do this. Dexter. Absolutely not. No way. Should that make anything? 24. Eh. Entourage. No. X-Men, the animated series. There's a point there. These are supposed to be one word, right? Yeah, you haven't done a great job with that. All right. I'll, do, I'll start it. Given. And Silicon Valley. Young. Yeah, that one I could see. That I think there's a good argument for Silicon Valley because there's a whole HBO region, and that's right. probably one of the 16 best HBO shows. But whatever. Is it though? I mean, yeah, maybe like it's you, not. you have to. You go back to the beginning. What was the first like HBO show? Was it Oz? I think it was uh, Fraggles. Oh, the Fraggle Rock. You're, you're right. It might have been Fraggle Rock. Um, but like I, my first like HBO like real HBO drama, I think was like Oz. Yeah, it may have you been. You think just just how good those shows have been? Like, put it put it this way: Silicon Valley is good, but it's not as good as Curb. It's not as good as Game of Thrones. It's not as good as. Uh, could you make it an argument that it's as good as Westworld? Yeah. I think you could. Yeah. And Westworld's only had the one season, so right. I, th- I think you could make a case that it's better. And you know what? Now that I think about it, Fraggle Rock probably should have been on there. <laughs> Fraggle Rock got snubbed, if anyone did. <laughs> if anybody did. You know who's got a beef? Fraggle Rock. Yeah. They, and the Dozers. The Dozers. Yeah, the trash heap. <laughs> they're, they're steaming about it. All right. Should we get to the news and notes? Please. actually a nugget that we missed from last week, but Marvel announced some Phase 4 dates for the MCU. July, well, I don't have to give you the exact date. I'll just give you the months because it's too many numbers, but July of 2020, May of 2021, July of 2021, November of 2021, and then February, May, and July of 2022. Of course, they still have Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man versus the Wasp, uh, this does not include, uh, I think, Captain Marvel and maybe another one, maybe even Spider-Man 2. But so you this have... is beyond what they've actually started filming, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So this, I think, is where you will find Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The, uh, maybe, I'm sure, Black Panther 2. I'm sure that'll be in this group. Oh, yeah. Um, any other wild stabs? Any other guesses? Probably a, another Spider-Man. I know they've already confirmed they're doing a second one, but who knows? Maybe even a, a trilogy they could do. Yep. Uh, what about what about uh, we need? So in my head, you need a transition here because Infinity War people are going to start dropping off. Yeah, contracts are up. Right. I, I don't think you know Chris Evans is going to want to play. Uh, he's done uh, technically after this Infinity War. Right. Where that? Yeah. There's a lot a lot of scuttlebutt that he could be dead. Right. 
but my point is that there's a lot of these people who I, you don't think Chris Hemsworth is going to be wanting to play Thor forever. I don't know. They they already they gave him a haircut, which I think he likes. Which I think he likes that. And it's a more that. more comedic uh, character now than it was before. I think he enjoys that. But you're right. He's not going to. These guys aren't going to do him forever. So there has to be some like transitional movies. Like what if there's like a, a standalone Iron Man movie that's like a transition, like you know? like where like Bruce yeah. to Caitlyn Jenner. No, where it's like you know you oh, you maybe introduce Iron Heart. And, yeah, you know, there you pass go. That down to somebody. Yeah, something like that, or like Bucky Barnes or Falcon become Captain America. Right. Yeah. It's supposed to be as a Black Widow standalone movie here in here somewhere. Yeah, it's called Red Sparrow, and it did not yeah, do is. all that well at the did box. Did not do all that well. No, didn't do particularly well. Yeah, but there's gonna be some other ones. Maybe you get like a maybe you finally get like a Red Hulk movie. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Maybe like does Doctor Strange need a sequel? I I would say no, but. Probably not. No, maybe, Black right. Panther definitely needs a sequel. Oh, for sure. They might even trilogy that bad boy. I mean, oh, if you yeah. have a Captain America a trilogy, a Thor, Iron Man, if all of those guys are getting three movies, Black Panther's probably getting three movies. How about this? How about I blow your mind right now? I'm going to pitch Ooh. you a movie idea right now. All right, let me sit down. Go ahead. Black Panther, Black Panther, Spider Man crossover with Craven the Hunter. Oh yeah, I like that a great deal. You like that? I like that very much. Yeah. Yeah. Craven the Hunter would be great in this universe. Get him in here. I like that. All right. How about this? I got a little DC news for you. You love DC news, don't you? I love it. I love it. I love what they're going to do. You know, I find out what they're doing. The DCEU has had a lot of success. Uh, Wonder Woman 2 has cast Kristen Wiig to play Cheetah, who will be the villain in Wonder Woman 2. You know, this is, this is one of those intriguing casting calls where, yeah. like, you're just like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, oh, we got the guy who was in Chuck to play Shazam. And you're like, oh, oh. what are you doing? Did you see the set footage of that, by the way? Yeah. It looks fucking terrible. It looks awful. It looks so stupid. It looks like an asshole who went to Toys R Us, if they still exist, and was like, do you have a Shazam costume? They're like, yeah, it's in the back. No, 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 go the other way. Yep, there it is. Oh, it's on sale. Perfect. Let me just put this on and go to a birthday party. Yeah, can That's you zip me like. up? Can you zip me up in the back? <laughs> They're like, hold on, we got to make sure there's fake muscles in the arms. Okay, yeah. there, there is? Perfect. It looks yeah. so bad. It looks so bad. But I'm intrigued, and though, by Wig, and I didn't see the movie Mother, but I heard the Boxers review of it, and apparently Kristen Wig is in it, and he gets pretty wild. And she's the highlight of it. So she's got some she's got some action chops. She is. She's uh, more than just comedy, but she'll also always I think anything that she's in she's going to provide a little comedy. And that's the thing like this is kind of like a serious kind of a crazy character. So I yeah. I, I don't know if you bring it in humor is going to be like I can't not look and this is going to sound bad but get what oh, I mean like oh I associate laughter with Kristen Wiig. I was going to say every time I look at her I laugh. No, cause but I, that's not that's not what I meant. What I meant no, was I think like she's I quite attractive with comedy. to be honest. Oh yeah, she is. But like, yeah. you, you think she's going to be funny and like quirky and weird and whatever? Yeah, so, she's like, very that, funny. It might not fit. It doesn't right. really work. Yeah, I but know. we all said hey. we all said that Heath Ledger was going to be a terrible Joker. That's right, we did, and we said uh, not Hugh Jackman, but who Jackman when he was yeah, cast right. as Wolverine? We said we said who Jackman? <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't. That uh, backfired. How about John Favreau is going to write and executive produce live action Star Wars series? Uh, okay. So, and do we know what what uh what it's going to be on? Is it Netflix? No, Hulu? I don't know. Is it, what streaming service am I going to have to buy to watch this? Isn't Disney making their own thing? It might be that. Yeah, but someone said so. The word I got it was all of like the R rated Marvel stuff or like the like the yeah. harder Marvel stuff is going to Hulu. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, so like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, those are all going to Hulu. Punisher's going to Hulu, well, and everything's going to be off Netflix. That, that to me, that hurts Netflix and whether that's worth it oh, every big month. Time. Like big significantly time. because I think our demo, like a lot of the people listening to this, like that's – I've had Netflix for a long time. Although when we first started the podcast, I was in and out on it because I remember you were yelling at me because I would not seen Daredevil, but – since then, like, that's one thing where I'm like, hey, if a movie shows up, great. And if, like, a random series shows up, great. But at least I know every year I'm getting Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Punisher, Defenders, whatever. We're going to watch those shows. So if you take yeah. all of those out, like, what, what am I doing here? What am I watching? Well, I think, I House think of Netflix cards? is now – well, yeah. They're now starting to push their own stuff. You know, they, yeah, right. You know, um, and I think whenever, whenever Netflix loses The Office, I think there's going to be, like, a revolt. Yeah, they like, – 
Well, because they already lost. It's always sunny. That was yeah. That was a kick in the uh, junk. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of the uh, Netflix stuff, Jessica Jones season two is out. That will be our episode next week. Have you begun? I have begun. I'm two episodes in. I'm four, so it's I. It's still early on in the process. Not a whole lot is happening. Not a lot is going on right now. No, but I like I like the characters and I like the universe within the universe. But still, kind of still kind of waiting. For I'm some. down on Trish Talk right now. I'm down on her. Mm, see, I would listen to Trish Talk. I think I, I would, but I'm down on her right now. I don't like what she's trying to do to to Jeff. I don't like it. No, okay, I hear you. Also, Punisher season two has begun filming. Does that get you rock hard? Uh, <laughs> I would say I would say we're we're getting some blood flow, but it's we're not we're not there yet. You know yeah. what I mean? No, that is, I do know what you mean. That's very yeah. well said. Before we get to uh, the, your por- portion of the program, did you see this? Fred Durst from uh, Limp Biscuit fame, one of the the great front men of all time, is directing a thriller where John Travolta plays an insane stalker. Of Devin Sawa, it's called like, now, it's called Moose, I think. Yeah, and what what got me with this is I read that headline. I think it was on like Twitter or something, and I yeah. thought it was going to link me to like an Onion article. Like, there's no, <laughs> no like, what universe legit. am I in right now? It's a where real this thing is taking place. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, unbelievable. So, all right, are you ready for for your thing? Oh yeah, please. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, let's have some. Well, Richard, as you know, this this video game minute will eventually be brought to you by Wild Bill Soda. Oh That's Wild God. Bill's old style. What's that? No, I just said, listen, you've given uh, this gentleman a lot of free plugs so far. Has he gotten back to you at all? Because I have not reached out to him personally yet, but oh, we will. You need will. to, because I think, yeah. you know, even if it's just getting you a free soda every time we go to a con, I think that's what we need to do. Yeah, that's all I need, and maybe a t-shirt. But we'll get, we'll yeah. maybe have him make me some like Davies ginger ale, like like have my my own special brew of ginger ale, like because what I, now if we're I can't get my own. If I can't get my own custom ginger ale, then what has this all been about? <laughs> Nothing. It's just been for shit. It's all been point. for not. Yeah. If I can't, at the end of this podcast, right. when we hang when we hang up our podcast microphones and yes. telephone headsets, if I don't have my own <laughs> ginger ale, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what have we done? You Nothing. Know? It's been a waste, the whole thing. Yeah. Well, here's some great news for you, Richard. Let's well, some hear. good news with a little tinge of bad news. Oh, right? no. All right. So, the people, Epic Games, who make Fortnite... The, the biggest video game in the world right now yes. have come out and said that we want to do cross-platform game. This game, cross-platform. Anyone, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, phone. Like, if you have anything and you can play Fortnite, you can play with anybody. Yeah, this is nuts. Microsoft said, we're on board. iOS, uh, Apple computers, we're on board. And the only sticking point right now, Richard, is uh, PlayStation. Oh, what are you doing, PlayStation? Sony, Sony's like they're looking at it right now, but this could be the very first game. It's the biggest game in the world right now. And how do you make the biggest game in the world bigger? You make it the very first true cross-platform game. Oh, that would be great. Which then opens the door to so many games. Like, that's standard now. Yeah, like, that becomes matter. a thing. Right. Just get you know, in on so, it. And while it would hurt console sales a little bit, I don't really think it would. It wouldn't hurt because now I get to keep the console I want to play. Right. You know, oh, yeah. I don't have to buy something else to play with my friends. Like now, my, like, for instance, my brother has an Xbox. I have a PlayStation. We've never played competitively. Probably a good thing that we've yeah, never played competitively online. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get together for a family thing and some punches are thrown. It's yeah, fine. Whatever. Whole, it's a whole mess, really. But now that's possible. And there are people who are like, we want to do this. And Microsoft, of all people, who has like been the biggest pain in the ass out of any game system? You know, they're like, "Well, we're in." So that's, that's huge news. Yeah, that is. Aw- well, so I guess that's sort of a to be continued, right? Because PlayStation, I wonder continued. what the sticking point is there. They got they got to budge on that. That'd be oh, they got but they have to. They have to. They're just putting up a but stink. Everyone wants this. It's one of those things. Like everybody wants this. Everybody. Why does. don't you want this? You know. <laughs> Why don't you like um, nice things? Yeah. Uh, so here's a kind of a cool thing that I I just came across. Um, by accident, there's a game called Contra 2028. Oh, which is a reimagining. Think of like if Gears of War met Contra. Oh, and it was yes. Made, yes. Yeah, and it was made by eight students over eight weeks, 
and it looks great. It looks like a Gears of War game, but like it's got Contra attached to it and whatever. I like that. Um, and it's free. Since they use the name Contra, and Contra is owned by Konami, these kids are just like, take it, it's free. So if you have a Windows computer and have like Steam or whatever, you can actually play this game for free. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it cool. actually looks really good. Nice. So, so there's that. I like that. Um, and the last bit of news, uh, you might have, uh, we don't get political here, but you may have no- heard that the video game industry has come under fire recently it sure um, from the executive branch of our government who believe that violent video games lead to violent things. And there was a great Wall Street, uh, New York Times article about how it's gaming culture. It's not the games themselves. Because as you know, as a 36, almost 37-year-old man, I've had my mother's morality and my sexual orientation come under fire by 12-year-olds in the gaming community whenever I play online. Quite a bit, really. Uh, yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so, that's, so that's that. So um, I'm shocked they, that they didn't call you in to testify on this. They should have. Well, they should have. Yeah. Well, one of the things that was actually really cool was ga- this, this uh, charity called Games for Change put together this reel that shows video games as art and something that's beautiful and whatever, and they use clips from Shadow of the Colossus. They use uh, they, they, all these games, and they put them together. And it's actually really – I'll tweet this, this out along with Contra, this cool nice. reel that they showed um, to, to uh, be on the other side of it. And the, the bitch of it was is they had all the censorship people there. They had parents groups there. They had the president there. And the one people they didn't have were these scientists, these social scientists who have come out to defute all of this these claims oh, they weren't invited right so, right naturally they yeah. weren't invited uh, nice but so there so there's the video game minute there always eventually going to be brought to you by wild bills and so, always in my mind more than fairly informative so thank you very yeah, much thank you Ryan. very much are you are you ready now for the topic du jour and what is that well it's the topic of the day and today it is worst movies ever yes so we're going to go through and we're going to talk about some of the worst movies that we've ever seen uh, we're also going to take a look at, this is going to be a helpful guide, I think, the Razzie Awards, which were yeah. uh, not too long ago. They have been crowning uh, achievements in worst movie making since 1980. So we're going to go back and look at the worst movie winners, worst picture since 1980. A lot of those will be on our list. But before I do that, let's just sort of get the guideline out here. What to you makes a movie the worst? Because I would just say quickly... There are bad, bad movies, but when they're rewatchable, like they don't qualify as worse. Like the ones that jump out oh, would yeah. be Troll Two, The Room, Plan Nine for Outer Space. Like these are so bad that they're good, or they have a cult following, or whatever. Like to me, a worse movie would be something that you would never want to watch again, and you would never uh, like recommend to a friend. Yeah, right. Or something that I found just like no joy in, like at all. Yeah, yes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yes. it, like, there are some things, like you said, like, one of the things that's come, and this is, it was inspired by our friend from the Good Brothers podcast, The Fridge, who, who wanted us to do this one, so we said, hey, what the hell? But you look at a movie like, say, like Mortal Kombat or yeah. Roadhouse. Yes. Like, those are so bad that they kind of, they kind of go the other way. And oh, it, I like them. Yeah, you a, end up liking them. Such a spotlight been, that's been put on The Room recently, Yeah, or Troll 2 for that matter. Like, those movies are so bad that you actually kind of like them. Yeah, you're like, there's something. But it's weird because you can watch two different movies, and they can both have just terrible, terrible acting and no story. But I don't know how to explain it. One of them is, like, endearing, and the other one is just a piece of trash. And, like, I know at the end of the day, like, I get it that they're both bad movies. Like, it's very clear. Like, you would, you'd give them zero or one Infinity Stones, and they're just straight-up bad movies. But one of them, I'm like, it, you got to see this. Like, it's so bad, but you got to watch it. And another one that's like, like, when you would watch the Mystery Science Theater 3000 show, a lot of the movies that they played, I would say 80% of those movies that they played – if those guys weren't doing the commentary, you would have zero interest in it. Like there'd be no, oh, yeah. there'd be no reason to watch it. But then there's a couple that you're like, this actually might be funny just to watch with my friends on my own. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's and that's fine. But like that doesn't qualify them as like you know terrible yeah. movies, right? You know? So feel free. You can tweet us at Dork Podcast. You can email us dorkpodcast at gmail The worst movies you have ever seen. Let's use the Razzies as a little bit of a guide first, and then we'll give you know some of our worst that we've ever seen. Uh, the first ever winner for, at the Razzies for worst picture was in 1980. It was a musical comedy called Can't Stop the Music, starring Bruce Jenner, 
Steve Gutenberg and the Village People. Yeah, which is hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, I, unbelievable. And, and there's a scene with Bruce Bruce Jenner. Um, yep, Bruce Jenner. Who is he's walking down the street with the village people and he's got like this crop top and like these little tiny like denim shorts. Yes. And it's just like this is one of the I haven't actually seen the whole movie but I've seen like the trailer and parts of it like scenes from it. Yeah. And it is just something else. It's a mess. I've never seen it but I was reading some some up on it today and I was like, yeah, my god. No. So a, a worthy winner for the first uh, worst picture. 1981, the winner. I was surprised by this was Mommy Dearest. This is of course the Joan Crawford movie with the No like that is just that's and so it was a book written by Joan Crawford's daughter and so you don't know exactly how much of this is true or not but was it uh, was it Faye Dunaway I think playing yeah. Joan Crawford yeah. and I don't I've seen this movie I don't think it's like the worst movie ever it might have been the worst movie that year and I'm telling you the people in the wire hanger industry are pissed at this movie yeah well Joan Crawford you know, did not like wire hangers no ever no. They're not good for your clothes. They leave more creases in them. I'm actually a big yeah. Joan Crawford fan. Something, yeah, I know, because you liked that, what was that show, Feud, that you liked? That- yeah, Feud, I kind of got stale on. I, I only watched Feud because I liked Joan Crawford so much. I took some film class in college. I took a few, but one of them, uh, we watched Mildred Pierce, which she sure. won the Best Actress for, like in the 40s. Yep. What a delight. She was great. And then whatever happened to Baby Jane, because that was really the feud was between her and Betty Davis. I love yeah. these love these ladies. They're just she's a very very good actress. So I'm all in on Joan Crawford. So maybe maybe I don't think Mommy. Although they just shit all over in Mommy Dearest. So who, who, what do I know? Nineteen eighty two. It was a movie that I did not see called Inchon. Inchon. Yeah, this is one of those like, and this is where it gets sticky for me because this is a, a war movie. It's it's about was it in the Korean War where they you know yeah, uh, what whatever. But. Um, there's this conception that, like, if it's a war movie, it's good. No, not the case. Not the case. Like, <laughs> that's not the case. Right. Like, I, I don't understand, you know, where automatically, like, here's, a, here's, and here's, one, here's one that, like, I didn't like. Like, people were like, mm. uh, there's been a run of, like, if you don't like this movie, like, you don't like America kind of movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. American Sniper, like, I didn't really like that movie. Yeah, I thought it was fine. It was fine. Right. Like, it wasn't terrible, but you're just like, not for me. Same with, like, Lone Survivor, like, these, like, kick-ass America movies. Like, I'm not all about these. And yeah. if that makes me unpatriotic, I don't think it does. No, it, it does not. It does you not. You know what it is, Richard, because I'm exercising my rights. Oh, I see. Yeah, let's just put a pin in that right there. Uh, all right, well, well, we'll, yeah, we'll deal with that later. Well, <laughs> 1983, The Lonely Lady. I have no notes on that movie. This is one of the ones I, I honestly I knew nothing about. I know Ray Liotta's in it, but I know nothing yes, about that movie. Young Ray Liotta. That way. So let's skip yeah. it. Let's go to 1984, Bolero. Now this is uh, starring Bo Derek. Yes. It is written and directed by husband John Derek, oh, and yeah. it's a, a story of a woman played by Bo Derek who is traveling the world looking, I think, for the right person to lose her virginity to. All that's, right, that's Bolero. So, let me basically. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna disagree with you there. Is this the right one? No, it might be the other Bo Derek movie. There's another Bo Derek on here, which is fantastic, and I can't wait to get to that one. But this one is the virginity one. I thought Bolero was the one with the bullfighter husband. I don't anyway, so basically, so there, this movie, I, I saw this. Um, it was like on HBO or something, like a late night, and basically, it's just porn. Oh, hello. Yeah, it's just basically porn. Yeah. Starring Bo Derek and her and her husband at the time, and this was a movie that was put out by Canon Pictures. But if you've ever seen the documentary uh, Electric Boogaloo, by the way, check yeah, that out because it's the story of like Canon Pictures. And this is one of the movies that they they produced, and it's a phenomenal story about how this movie got released. No, so this you're talking about Bolero, right? Yeah. So this is set in the 1920s. Ire Mac Mac Gilvari played by Bo Derek, is a virginal 23-year-old American who graduates from an exclusive British college. An orphan heiress to a vast fortune, Iyer is determined to find the right man for her first sexual encounter wherever he might be in the world. Rich enough not to venture forth alone, she brings along her best friend Catalina and the fam- family chauffeur for Cotton, played by George Kennedy. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, there's a bullfighter involved in this movie. I know there is. Yeah, that's fine. That's, yeah, that's which, fine. yeah. All right, so 1980. So bad, we don't even know what the hell it's about. It's that bad. That's a bad movie. 1985, Rambo: First Blood Part Two gets. Yeah, I loved this movie when I was a kid. When I was, you know, seven. Yeah, I me too. I awesome. Yeah, so I don't think all. Trust me, I don't think all these movies are that bad. And this one I would not include in the worst movie ever. How about 1986? We have two winners: Under the Cherry Moon and Howard the Duck. Okay, so let's take this piece by piece. If Under the Cherry Moon is the worst, first of all, how does Purple Rain? Purple Rain is an awesome movie starring Prince. Under the Cherry Moon, also starring Prince. I don't think, I don't think it's the worst movie ever, but it's not good. No, yeah, I'm with you on that. And I would say that Howard the Duck is the worst comic book movie ever made. Yeah, there's a couple others on this list though that I think are right in the mix, but it's a bad character. Like it's like who cares about Howard the Duck anyway? And then you, and it was George Lucas. I know, but he looks so bad. Like you just, uh, so he just—he looked ridiculous. Isn't your wife afraid of him? My wife, she's not. A, she just doesn't like the look of. She just doesn't trust it. You know, how you yeah. Uh, yeah, you have those kind of weird things where you just I don't do. like that. Yes. Yeah, she's just like I don't like Howard the Duck, and I made her stay because I knew Howard the Duck was going to show up at the end credits in the first Guardian. So I'm like, you got to stay and watch. It's something he sure awesome going to happen. And she like didn't speak to me the entire way home. Yeah, but he looked. Like, Why would you have me stay for that? I'm like, because thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was thought it was all right. Yeah, he had a martini, a little suit on. Yeah, know. he was a little. Yeah, I don't know, what's wrong with that? Dapper little guy, huh? But that is a wild well, you ride. See, that was a you weird did movie. see some duck boobies in the anthropomorphic duck boobies in that movie. Yeah, in the bath. I remember that. Some people like that. That's fine. We're, we're, or interspecies uh, erotica with him and Leah Thompson. It's bestiality. Its, That's exactly what that is. At its finest. 19- I prefer to call it interspecies erotica. But yeah, that, no, that's, that's probably that's how you look it up. 1987, yeah. Leonard Part Six. This is a Bill Cosby spy parody. Now, what, there was. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was no Leonard One Part One through Five. Right? I believe there was not. No, I think that's part. Yeah. That's one of the. They they sort of start you out with a joke. They're like it's Part Six. Just kidding. It's like eh, I don't know about that. 1988, Cocktail. I see cocktails not a ter- it's not a great movie by any imagination, but like Tom Cruise is hot. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, it's late eighties cruise. Like that's a good yeah. cruise to, to latch that's onto. A good cruise. And Mix and drinks. Kang. Oh, it's nice. I yeah, I don't think that's the worst movie ever. I don't love and, it by any means. Oh, in a primo Elizabeth Shoe. Oh, Elizabeth Shoe, hello. You know what I'm saying? Am I right? That's not a bad movie. I don't care if you put those three people on screen together. That's not a bad movie. It, you know what? It is a bad movie, but it's not that. It's bad. a bad movie. Now, a shout out uh, to our friends at the Mac and Goo podcast. As also in 1988, Mac and Me was nominated for the worst picture. That blows me away. How does Cocktail come away with the Razzie for the worst picture in the same year that Mac and Me is is made? Well, what have I, you seen, Mac and Me? Uh, no, I've not seen. Oh Mac my and God! Me. It's that could be the worst movie on the list. It might be one of the worst movies of all time. You're right. I, I listened to Mac and Goo did a whole episode on it, and of they course did. I've seen the previews of uh, every time Paul Rudd goes to Conan and he would show a clip of Mac and Me. So I, I'm familiar oh, yeah. with it, and that's a hilarious gag that he does. But I think oftentimes, and you'll see, especially as it goes on in the Razzies, if there's like a big name actor attached, they're going to get a little bit more criticism than not. So they they think, just saw this cruise. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it was. Yeah. So. 1989, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, one worse. Oh, and by the way, this is another one where people were pissed that we did not put uh, Star Trek on our TV list. No, I did. Year. Star Trek was on there. The- yeah, but didn't someone like bitch about it? Like, yes. Where's Star Trek? I'm like, like, it's, it's on, on there. there. Right. And they're like, oh, those are my favorite ones. The ones <laughs> yeah. People were arguing about snubs, which is fine, seating, which is fine, and then ones who like they just didn't see it. Like They were like really upset. Like, how, come, how do you not have Lost? It's on there. You can vote for it. And they'd be like, well, you should have used bigger font. Like, they don't, like, back down. They just, like, double down. Yeah, just, just like, enlarge it. <laughs> the <Yeah>. bracket. <laughs> All right, 1990. Again, you have two winners. You have The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, and then you also have Ghosts Can't Do It. Let me tell you about Ghosts Can't Do It. Is this the other John Derrick, Bo Derrick movie? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They're back at it again. This is literally, this is the plot to the movie. Scott and Kate are happily married, despite their 30-year age difference. After, oh <laughs> hold on. After Scott suffers a heart attack and is unable to make love, he commits suicide and becomes a ghost that only Kate can see and speak with. 
To make it possible for Scott to return as a human, they conjure up a plan to have a young man drowned so that Scott can take his body. Now, also of note in this movie, Donald Trump played himself and won the Razzie for Worst Supporting Actor. Can you the things I've done? I, I do now is I go through my head like the pitch meeting for this. It's amazing. Everything like about if it. You're is sitting good. across the yeah. table, and someone, and you're the you're the person who's making this, who wants to make this movie, and you just explain that to me. It's um, it's amazing. So a thirty like, year age difference. Okay, you already got me something. Something's there. Like gross. Has a heart attack, and the only side effect of his heart attack is that he can't have sex anymore. And Gross. because he loves yeah. to have sex so bad, he decides to kill himself. And then their plan is, well, she can still see the ghost, but she need now he needs to be able to go inside somebody's body. So they lure some young man into like a pool or something and drown him. So maybe if you come back in a young man's body, maybe we'll get you some therapy. You know, because <laughs> you killed yourself because you couldn't have sex. You want right. to kill somebody else so you right. can come back and have sex. Right, you got. There's some issues. Got to have and, some sex. And, there's, and the woman you're having sex with is like okay with this. Is like cool with it. I love too that this is the same crew that brought to, brought to you Bolero, which we couldn't yeah. figure out what it was, but it was basically a woman going around the world trying to lose her virginity. Now you have a case where she's having sex with this guy until he has a heart attack, and then he can't do it, so he kills himself. I don't but know how he killed himself. Movie, you're like Bo Derek, Bo Derek, and Olivia Diabo. Remember her, the older sister from. Uh, the Wonder Years, and she was in oh, Conan yeah. and the Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets yeah. naked in it, too. So, you know, we're, we're cool there. We got to watch this. Ghosts can't do it. That might be... No, we have to. That might be a full episode. Ghosts can't I might, do it. I might watch it and, like, live tweet it. That might be a great live tweet. Yeah. I just was blown away by the plot to the movie. I have not seen and, this, but I am yeah. very much on board. And it beat out or tied with a Andrew Dice Clay vehicle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no pun intended with Ford Fairlane. But that's like, right. Andrew Dice Clay's own movie. Oh, that's great. That's nineteen ninety. Talk about a fucking crash and burn for that guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Still rocking the leather jacket though. He's doing great. So that was nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety one, uh Hudson Hawk with Bruce Willis actually won worst picture. And ten year old me loved this movie. Yeah. This was around the time my mom picked up the job picked up a job at a video store. Oh, so you were just she, watching movies left and right. I was just watching movies left and right. And then, like, the store... Remember Suncoast Video? Remember those? Yes. So she worked at a Suncoast Video, which was across the street from a Blockbuster. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Bastards. So Suncoast, Suncoast goes out of business. And then, like, my mom just, like, came... I'm not kidding, with, like, hundreds of VHS tapes. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Like, when they went out of business, they were just, like, going to throw them out. So she just, like, bought boxes of movies home. And <laughs> Hudson Hawk was one of them. Nice. And I remember thinking how cool it was, because I love heist movies. Yeah. Little known fact about me. I do love a good heist did movie. Did you like the movie Heist? I did not. No. No. So you um, like movies about heist, not movies named heist. Not, not movies named heist. Got it. Uh, um, did you see so, Heist yeah. 2? So th- this was a good like caper, and it was kind of quirky, but now I watched it again recently, and I say recently, like five years ago, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can see why people hated this. Yeah, it was not, it was not great. It's so fucking goofy. Like, the whole thing was just goofy. Yeah, it's a little slappy. It's a little... Yeah. A little slappy pappy. But like the one yeah. thing I did like is when him and Danny Aiello would like, all right, we got we have to do this in three minutes in twenty seven seconds. Like what song can we sing? Right. That's that that exact time and they're like, Mac the knife. Or whatever whatever it was. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like yeah. sw- swinging on a star or something like that. They're like, yeah. All right, got it. And they would like do it to music, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Nineteen ninety two, worst picture was Shining Through, it was a World War Two drama with Michael Douglas and Melanie Griffith. Skip that. Yep. Uh, past that 1993 indecent proposal surprising i didn't think this movie was that bad again it's not like a you're going to own the movie it's not like you're going to tell everybody to to go see it but a pretty interesting premise the acting i didn't think was terrible i was i was very fine with indecent proposal yeah i was and i think that the the premise of the movie is really good and the execution was a little bit off i thought that like that's a cool like twenty minute short film that they stretched into like an hour and a half. Hour yeah, that's and 40 true. Minutes, which yeah, is, like the whole thing with the husband. Like, was it Woody Harrelson was the husband? Yeah, Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore, and uh, Robert Redford. I believe. Robert Redford. Yeah. Like, well, like so that's the age old question. So, would you let your wife spend a night 
including sexually, with another man for a million dollars. And that was also in 1993, so let's call it $10 million now. Call it 10 now. And and that, like, and that, I think that probably caused a lot of, like, marital fights yeah. <laughs> at some point, like, just the idea of this. Um, and see, I think, ah, uh, I would like 10 pro- mil. Yeah, who's the guy, I guess? Like, if it's Robert Redford, I'd probably say... Sure. And I know that I my mean, wife would be like, yeah, it's $10 million. I'd be like, $10 million, what do you care? And I'd be like, you know what? I'll punt. Like, I, that, that's yeah. the one I'm like, I'm not making that decision. Like, you make that decision. But so if she said, if your wife said yes, you would sign off on it? Oh, so you put me, you're, you're, you're painting me into a corner. You put me in a corner here. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. See, I don't. So 10 mil is 10 mil. So I get, $10 you know, million. Dollars, and it's one night. I would make sure the gentleman is uh, clean. And you'd also have to make sure that there's no way that she's going to get, like, pregnant or hurt. So, yeah. And I would sign, you know, a thing, like, afterwards, like a, not a restraining order, but like a cease and, like a cease and desist or, like, no contact order. Yeah, you're gone. Like, after that, you're done. Like, yeah, you well, can't have any contact Yeah, you don't talk again. to her. But yeah, what if, I, would, I would make sure my, my, my lawyer's there, you know, yeah. we'll, 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 ha- we'll handle the paperwork. Right. You know? Right. Because, yeah, that, it could be pretty slippery if all of a sudden then he starts texting her and then it's she falls right. in love with him. It becomes the whole You're like, and then she just takes the money back and then you're left with literally nothing. Yeah. Then I'm hosed. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of go back and forth on that one. <laughs> but, hey, a spirited debate, though. It it's is. A good it's, a good, it's a lot of fun, gang. Uh, 1994, yep. the movie was Color of Night starring Bruce Willis and Jane Marsh. And how about this little nugget on Color of Night? According to uh, Maxim Magazine, which I don't know if it even still exists, they said that in Color of Night, there is the best sex scene in film history. See, I've heard that before, but I've never actually seen this movie. I've not seen it, and I know right now Mac from Mac and Goo has just paused the podcast, and he is searching for this right away. It is Color of Night. I will also be looking this up shortly. Best Mac sex scene. from Macagoo is probably the only person with a paid subscription to Mr. Skin. <laughs> He's like, Color of Night? Here we go. That's got to <laughs> be... I could, a- see him, I could see him doing like the knuckle crack, like the pushing the hands away from his chest <laughs> thing. Like, yeah. you know, here we go. Here we go. I guess, I guess I'm uh, Googling Color of Night, Bruce Willis. <laughs> here we go. So it's funny that it goes from uh, the best sex scene in film history into these next two back-to-back winners. 1995 Showgirls, 1996 Striptease. Which both of them, what a letdown. Like 14 and 15-year-old me. Uh, yeah. What a letdown. I'll tell you what. Uh, mm, yes, a letdown would be one way of putting it. I guess 11-year-old me, or no, wait, how old was I? Yeah, 11-year-old me for Showgirls was like, wow, you know, Saved by the Bell is taking a turn. And then yeah. 12-year-old me, I was like, Demi Moore is the greatest thing ever. I was like the movie itself, like the whole premise of it is ridiculous. And Burt Reynolds is ridiculous. But the couple of scenes with Demi Moore, like the one where she's on the boat dancing, like I, hello. Oh, that was a good one. I am but the thing is, that. you only you only see her topless for like ten seconds in the whole movie. Yeah, there's a lot of pausing. You got to, you know, there's a lot of pausing. A lot of pausing. Yeah. It'd be, it'd make for some great gifts. Oh yeah, gifts. I'm sure those are gifts, out there. Not with a T. Q, but. Q Mac again. Max, like, yeah, hey, we're going to get those sent to us right away. Uh, <laughs> Showgirls, a dump of a movie, definitely the worst movie ever. However, I've probably seen it more than once, so I can't put it down as the worst movie ever. No, I can't, because that's one of those ones that's so bad that yeah. you're like, you're like you've got to so wa- watch this. You have to watch it. Gina Gershon, bringing it. Oh, yeah. How about the, She's like 60, and she can still get it. She really can. She can get it more than anybody else in that whole movie. How about the ferocity of Elizabeth Berkeley in the pool. I thought she was I thought she was having a seizure, like legitimately. Like I thought that was like they just caught it and were like, all right, we'll use that. And I don't want to be crass, but I thought she was gonna break it off. Oh yeah. And the other thing too is you gotta worry. People that's how people get stuck together, Richard. <laughs> is that true? You create enough of a of a vacuum and enough suction. That's <laughs> water you're dealing with. That's how people get stuck. Wow. That would be unfortunate for sure. Yeah. That was, I mean, there's some intense scenes there in, uh, yeah. in Showgirls. Wow. All right, 1997, The Postman wins. That's a Kevin Costner-directed and starring film. It's like a post-apocalyptic thing. And that same year, Batman Where he's and... delivering mail. He's a mail, he's a mail guy. Batman yeah. and Robin was nominated that same year, which is a terrible, terrible movie. Which I think, you know, Batman and Robin, like, you could give it cult status, 
it's not though. It's just that bad. Like it's not even so bad that it's clever. Now there obviously are like Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy with their ridiculous catchphrases and things give it like a little bit of a cult thing, but it's just such shit. I don't Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, I can't so put bad. it in there. Nineteen ninety eight, an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn. I guess it's like a mockumentary. I've never seen it. No clue. Nineteen ninety nine, Wild Wild West, which was that was so bad from the get go. This definitely deserves to be worst movie ever. I saw this in the theater when I was in like eighth yeah. or ninth grade, whatever it was. This is a piece of shit. And what's but like what makes it kind of awesome now is if you saw like the uh, what happened this the what happened to Superman Lives. Yes, documentary. This, this part helps it, but it's still terrible. It, it helps it. So like the guy who was spearheading the new Superman, Tim Burton's Nicolas Cage Superman movie, was like adamant. That brainy, they wanted to do a brainiac with like you know there was this whole thing how Superman was going to come back. He it was been John dead, Peters whatever. was the producer, right? And his whole thing was like we need a giant spider. And Kevin Smith and whoever they brought in like a teams of writers and T- Kevin Smith and like Tim Burton are like what the fuck is with, with the spiders? You know what I mean? Yeah, then, I don't really get it. Like that's not really what we have here. So they that they kill that movie and then the movie he did, then focuses on is Wild Wild West, which the big bad thing in the movie is a giant mechanical spider. It's just so insane. Like that guy like was like, yeah, I don't care what you do, but like I need this in there. And you're like, like I need no, a big spider. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you need a big spider? And then so yeah. they got it. And that movie it, is so it bad. Oh, piece of crap. Now it did inspire one of the greatest songs ever written, uh Wild Wild West by sure did. Will Smith. So Sure did. Clean rapping too. He's uh, rapping about respect yeah. and you know Will whatever Smith, he happens to be doing that day. Will Smith doesn't have to cuss in his record albums to sell records. But the you know what pisses me off about that is like he's like this clean rapper. And the funniest part of any Bad Boys movie is when he opens, like Martin Lawrence, the kid comes to date Martin Lawrence's daughter. Oh, he's just MFing him up and down. Oh, and call it like hard R's and like yeah. it, it, it was the and it was the funniest thing that Will Smith had ever done. No, he swears in movies, but he doesn't swear when he raps. It's it's really it's it's mind boggling. Doesn't make any sense to me. Now, also that same year, Star Wars Episode One: A Phantom Menace was nominated, and I think that one definitely belongs on the list although when you're in like a shared universe or when you're in like a series of movies i don't know like i've seen it more than once like there are there are some just terrible parts of it like between jake lloyd and jar jar it is just a piece of trash but then you have like you have darth maul and you have young obi-wan and you're like well yep. i kind of have to watch it at the very least so and i think like midichlorians are now something you're born with so you, know, you can't just like develop the force which yeah that was it. not great yeah um but I love the the theory, the Jar Jar theory that he's actually working with the Sith. That's why he keeps like screwing things up. Like yeah, that, the, if you watch it from that angle and just assuming that he's a bad guy, like the movie's actually watchable. Because then remember he shows up in the Senate like two movies later and he's like completely competent. Well, no, but the, yeah, there's this, but then there's also the theory that he is like a Jedi, and that's why like, and he and he has like the drunken style or whatever, and that's why yeah. like when he's on the battlefield, he's like stepping on the gun and it's like working right, but he's doing it all on purpose. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. crazy. 2000 is Battlefield Earth. That's one of the all-timers with John Travolta. And now this is like an all-time, like, bad movie. Yes. Like, this isn't like, well, I saw it and I thought it sucks. Like, critically, like, across the board. Everybody hates this movie. Everybody hates Battlefield Earth. And it's because they took it so seriously. Right. They thought that this was going to be, like, the next big thing. And John Travolta looks fucking ridiculous. Right. Forrest Whitaker looks ridiculous. I've actually seen this movie, and it's, it's worth the price of admission. Like, it's so bad that you need to... I feel like you need to. It's not like you. It's so bad that you watch it and you laugh. It's so bad you watch it, and you get pissed. <laughs> That's a tough. That, and you don't need to be doing that. Watching a movie, just getting pissed off. That's not good. Two thousand one. We've talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> this movie, I think, is actually hilarious. I Freddie got fingered. Awesome movie. I really, really like it. It's just there's so many kind of gross out scenes that critics lost their minds and they didn't realize just how funny it was but i i'll defend this movie forever and again this is when you know tom green is like a list yeah he's killing it time. he was really he's good killing it yeah. tom green show is like one of the most like absurdly progressive comedy shows on tv like he's walking around like he's probably one of the first like viral stars like in the world you know with like making, oh yeah like, probably little... yeah and um they just fucking wrote him a blank check and were like go make a movie write it star it start it direct it all you. And I think and you did a great let job. Him do what he wanted. I think you did a great job, and I loved it. 
How uh, many LeBarons? I own it. Out there? How many LeBarons, Freddie? I only see one LeBaron. <laughs> Look at it. It says number one son. It says number one son on the license plate. I'm the number one son. The best. <laughs> All right. We got uh, 2002 swept away. This is a Madonna movie. And oh, this and this is her cucking her then husband Guy Ritchie into making a movie with her, and what a piece of trash! Piece of trash. Attack of the Clones, episode two of Star Wars was also was nominated but did not win. Not, not that bad. That one wasn't that bad. Yes, it was. Attack I of the think Clones. Phantom Menace is worse. No, but those are both shit. Revenge of the Sith is is not bad. The other okay. one and two are trash. Uh, two thousand three. This is the uh, the Giggly or the Geely or whatever the Ben Affleck. Jennifer Lopez movie, which yeah, this got this got ripped apart. Oh yeah, because they were they were dating at the time. And they were a hot couple. A, uh, Benifer was a hot couple. Yeah, and he was a drunk at the time. Yeah, he was yeah. not his best performance. There was they showed one time they were sitting front row at Fenway Park, and you could not have seen two people look more miserable than Affleck oh, yeah. and Lopez front row. Like they looked like they hated being there. It looked like they hated each other. It was like the they looked terrible. Well, I'm telling you, when, what inning did they take that picture is what I want to know. Because if it's after the, after the 7th, you know Affleck, that Affleck is pissed off. Yeah. Because they're no longer selling beers. <laughs> that's probably a good point. Yeah. Uh, 2004, Catwoman. This might be the worst you're right, comic you're book right, movie you're right. of all time. But this has, the basketball scene is, is, is laugh out loud funny. It is laugh out loud funny. But when you're watching it for the first time, you're just like, what is happening right now? Like they're playing basketball? Yeah. Like what is this? Like, they're in Gotham City, but, like, there's no mention of Batman, like, ever. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the, the, the Halle Berry costume, too. You're like, where did they find this? What is? I mean, she looked great, Seriously. but it was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> How is that functional? It is not. 2005, Dirty Love was a movie written and starring Jenny McCarthy. I've never seen oh, this. Oh, and it's bad. Yeah. It is bad. Her and Carmen Electra. That's right. Carmen Electra is also in it. Yeah, 2006 is Basic Instinct 2. Now, Basic Instinct, the first one, is actually a very good movie. I, I like it a lot. I know it's sort of like in pop culture, it's all just about the scene where Sharon Stone like uh, crosses and recrosses her yep. legs. Like That's all that people yep. care about. But it's actually like a good movie. It's kind of scary. It's a bit suspenseful. Uh, Basic Instinct 2, less so. Less so. And again, this is at least 20 years. Oh, no. Yeah, 92, I think it was 92 was Basic Instinct 1. So 15 years, 14 years after that one? Yeah. Like, uh, the appetite was not there. She was no. back. It was also the dude who played the governor in uh, Walking Dead. He was in it. It was yep. not very good. Not uh, good. Oh, speaking of best sex scenes in movies, again, Color of Night is the answer. Ba- uh, Basic Instinct has some really good ones, too. Yeah, that's Sharon Stone. Bum, bum, boom. Back in the day. Uh, 2007 is a movie called I Know Who Killed Me, starring Lindsay Lohan. I don't know that one. Yeah, that that one, um, this was, she was in the depths of her, uh, this was supposed to be like a comeback movie for her. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not. Spoiler. Um, spoiler alert. And she played like a stripper or something like that? Was it this one? Mm, no, you're thinking of, uh, Ghosts Can't Do It, starring oh, okay, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, 2000, let's see, where are we? Eight, uh, The Love Guru with Michael Myers. This, and this is just just terrible. Like, yeah, it's rough. I've never seen a comedian or a funny person lose it as fast as Mike Myers did. It's so weird because Mike Myers had, yeah, you're right. Like he, lost, like he had some of the best stuff. Like, he was, like the Austin Powers movies, I don't think people really truly appreciate how funny they were or are. Yeah. Like they get kind of it's lost in the funny. shuffle. Between them and Wayne's World, you're like, this guy's the man. And mm-hmm. So I Married an Axe Murderer, I love that movie. The movie's great. All right, so Love Guru. But that's, like a more, that's more like a cult great. That's not like that a is. critically great. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, a cult. Yeah. That's a cult great. 2009, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. That, which one, and now, which one, I was, which one is this in, like, in line? Is this like the fourth one or like the third one? 2009, it's got to be, like uh, be like the third. It's like the third or fourth, I right? don't know the answer. I know yeah, that I the first one was that. fine in my mind, and then after that, I kind of lost track. Uh, yeah, 2010 was the last Airbender, which was this uh, almost killed M Night. That's right, but M Night's back. Yeah. M Night is back, M. Night's, baby. M Night's back in a big way. Split. Uh, Split two, was awesome. 2011, Jack and Jill. So you knew Adam Sandler was going to get on this list, but you knew he was going to. And this, it surprises me that this is the first of all Adam Sandler movies to make this list. Yeah, it is. This, 
He just turns out. But the problem he is he had a lot nominated though. Like even like Big oh, yeah, Daddy, yeah. who like a lot of people liked, like that was nominated. Like a ton of he his turns are nominated. Out just dump after dump of a movie, but people Mostly love dumps. them. Yeah. It, it is the movie equivalent of the Big Bang Theory. Like that's exactly what this is. Yeah, it, well, it helps. It's like he's carved out that PG thirteen and under like kind of crowd now. Like he started with some of those R movies. Like Bulletproof was really good too that nobody talks about. But there was a lot of good Sandler movies early, and then all of a sudden he's doing these family ones, and people are just eating them up. And like nobody else is really doing too many like family comedies like consistently. So he just he's got that market cornered. And Jack people and get mad at me all the time because I I will say up and down that Adam Sandler has never made a good movie. Like ever, like now you could say that like well Happy Gilmore like The Water Boy like yeah Billy Madison fu- they're funny but they're not good movies. What about the one that he was in? Uh, Don't you, you say Punch Drunk Love right now? I'm gonna hang up the phone. No no no! Don't not, talk to me about Punch Drunk Love. What was the one that he was in with Don Cheadle about the Twin Towers? Oh you uh, uh Rain Over Me or something yeah like something that. like that. I, I don't know if that was good or not. People it was not good. What about Spanglish? People liked Spanglish. Oh my god, I hated Spanglish. <laughs> I hated I hated that movie. I was so distracted watching Spanglish because I'm like, is that Penelope Cruz? Is that Penelope no, Cruz? No, it's not. It's, it's not, but Paz, the whole movie Paz I, Vega? Yeah, yeah, Paz Vega. The whole movie I'm like I'm like, it looks like Penelope Cruz, but it's it's not her. So I didn't it know I couldn't I couldn't follow. That's like white people problems, the movie. <laughs> yeah. It kind you of, know what I mean? Yeah, like it this guy like. who's like this five star chef and his wife's really successful, but they just can't figure it out. Like, fuck you. Like whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like your problems are not problems. No, that's a good point. I would argue with you, though. I think Billy Madison is a good movie, start to finish. Billy Madison is not a good movie. <laughs> start to finish. Uh, what else is there? Uh, that's My Boy. Oh, 50 First shit. Dates. Uh, line? No. Yeah, no, no. You could just go on forever and ever. Um, what's the one he's... It's always Adam Sandler in a tropical lo- or, or exotic location, which is basically just a paid vacation for like him and his friends and his family. What about Airheads? With... That's uh, Airheads is good. That, no, it's not. All right. No, it's the long. The, and again, uh, what I'm saying is like the movies can be funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, they not are good. Not like a good movie. Like Super Troopers is a funny movie. It's not a good movie, but it's a fucking funny movie. So what funny movie is also a good movie to you? The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Okay. Final Tap. All right. So those are good movies. Okay. What about? I would even say Caddyshack is a little uneven. What about Old School? Old school's a. Uh, I would put it's an okay, it's a decent movie, real funny movie though. But you put like, like Swingers and Made would be like good movie movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 2012, The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part Two. That was a hunk of shit. I watched I watched this whole series. I think my wife was reading the book, or my wife was reading the books, so we watched them, and this was like particularly bad. Well, this is one of those things, like, it's, it was like Fifty Shades of Grey before Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, it was just a hunk yeah. of shit. With vampires. There's Fifty Shades with vampires. And it's like, you go back and look at it now, and it's just like mental abuse. Like, you know what I mean? It's oh, just yeah. Like this, I hated it. It's, it's horrible. Like, it's just a terrible idea. And the whole, like, overarching, like, like church thing that they had going on, like, it's just fucking weird. Well, and it's like we're so into this. I never got this. I never understood this whole phenomenon. Yeah, me neither. And I also like even with some of these ones that might not be targeted towards like us, like you know, like thirty year old or whatever the hell, however old we were when these came out, like uh, dudes. There's at least like a character or two that you kind of latch on to, like whether it's a, a guy or a girl. You're like rooting for somebody, and in this whole yeah. series, I'm like, I don't like anybody. Like they're no. like, oh, are you team Jacob or are you team Edward? I'm like, I'm not team anybody. Like I hate all these characters. They all stink. Yeah. And not only that, but like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's someone. As my wife would say, my wife would say, "There's a lid for every pot." But I find Kristen Stewart to be the least likable person I have ever seen put on film. I thought she was really good as Jodie Foster's son in Panic Room. Oh, <laughs> but like, come on, you're just she, having a little bit of fun. Ever, it, when she smiles, it looks like it hurts her. Yeah, she's not big into smiling. She's not no, Buddy the Elf. That, like, it's the, like lower lip biting thing. It's just so weird. But yeah, I don't. I don't like her at all. Uh, 2013 movie 43, and so this was one of these weird movies where there was a million different storylines, had a lot of different directors, like a million different actors. It was like all kind of just different stories. There's not a what lot you of movies would call like this. V- vignettes. Yeah, I guess. And so yeah. that won that. 
2014. This is this seems like a winner. I've not seen this movie. It is called Saving Christmas. Kirk Cameron plays himself in what is dubbed a faith-based Christmas comedy film. Yeah, and it's uh the balls on this guy lately, huh? <laughs> yeah. Kirk Cameron. Yeah, Kirk Cameron. So add that to the Uh, list. I'm all if you're if you're into if you're into that kind of thing, like fine. Yeah. Like but uh, keep it to yourself, Kirk. All right. Uh, 2015, another one of these years where we had dual winners. We had Fifty Shades of Grey and the most recent Fantastic Four movie with Michael B. Jordan, which again, like Catwoman, like Howard the Duck. I think all three of those were 16 seeds two years ago when we did Dork Madness, best yeah, comic yeah, book yeah. movie. Like that, it is just so bad. And you're watching it and you're like, this is the Fantastic Four. And on top of it, you have really good actors in it. And it was just really like the, the story was a bag of crap and there was like no action. Dr. Doom didn't show up until like the end. There was really nothing go- happening. That movie is really, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And you said, like, like if you haven't seen this movie, Rich, and I know you have, but, like, people say, oh, the Dr. Doom didn't show up to, at the end. He didn't show up until the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, right. The movie's two hours long. It, it, at least. <laughs> I mean, it's, and he it, didn't show up until the last ten minutes. And they're like, they just miraculously, the team's been apart for, like, most of the movie. Yeah, I just like, They weren't it. even a team until, yeah. like, 15 minutes left of the movie. And then they just dispatch him very easily. Yeah, I just you know, I watched it <laughs> once and I hated it so much. But this actually might be there's a couple on this list that might be funny standalone episodes or at the very least some good live tweeting and this could be one of them. We could do Fantastic Four, we got to do Ghost Can't Do It. Yeah. And maybe a couple of others on this list. Also to wrap up, the last two uh Razzie Award winners for worst picture in 2016, it was Hillary's America: The Secret History of the Democratic Party. So it was like one of those Movies where they just like conspiracy movies. Yeah, yeah. they just like rip the Democrats. But also yeah. nominated that year was Batman v Superman, which not it's not good, but that's not terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't include like it's it's frustrating. It was maybe the most disappointing movie. I would say that's a great that's a great word for yeah. it. It's not bad. It's just <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> that's right. Right. I'm just disappointed. And then this most, it could have been so good. Yeah, I mean, the expectation was through the roof. And then it was just the same with like Suicide Squad. Like, Suicide Squad, is, I understand now it is a bad movie. I will admit that. Yep. But when you're comparing it to like Battlefield Earth and some of these other ones, I'm like, whatever. Like, I'd, if Suicide Squad was on again, I would, I would watch it. Well, for free. And if I had nothing else to do, I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah, and there was literally nothing else going on. There's like at least a couple of redeeming qualities. Like Harley Quinn is like a redeeming quality in the movie. Even and even I thought Will I thought Will good. Smith I thought Deadshot yeah. was fine right. in that movie. Uh, and then the most recent winner is the Emoji Movie, which came out last year. Which I've seen reviews of this movie. I have not seen it, and thankfully my children have not asked me to watch it. Oh, perfect! But I'm told it is just like irredeemable like yeah. there's nothing about this movie that's good so what to you so that's a full list those are all the razzie award winners and those are certainly some of the worst movies of all time but for you like when somebody asks you they're like ryan davy movie expert what is the worst movie or the worst movies if you want to give me a couple that you have ever seen and this is see this is what i go back to like i, I was thinking about this when you wrote this in the rundown and i was like i have a really hard time thinking about this because a lot of the movies that i would consider like my least favorite movies are movies that are just letdowns. Like, people pump them up so much, and then I watch them. and I'm Yeah, like, the disappointing angle, sucks. more so than it just it sucks. Like, I get yeah. more disappointed. Like, one of the movies that I, and I don't know why, but the very first movie, when you say that to me, the thing that pops into my head is Avatar. Yeah, and Avatar is kind of, like, uh, is wildly overrated. Wildly overrated. And it's one of those movies that, like, it's and when someone said it's just Pocahontas, it's like it's the liter- yeah. legitimately the story of Pocahontas. It's Pocahontas meets like, Fern Gully. Yeah, and it's just like I've seen this before, and visually that movie is phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah, so good, but it's not that good of a movie, right? I you know it. what the other one like? There's other movies too that like I get that people like. One of the ones I hear a lot is people like. That I argue with people a lot. A lot of people hate Napoleon Dynamite. No, come on. No, they do. And, and I think it's just because, like, it's just so weird. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it's but weird. A lot of it's like a different like, kind of, yeah, I mean, I, I think just like, you know, when you look on Rotten Tomatoes, like a lot of the worst movies are either comedies or horror movies because right. those are the two types where you're either you're all in or you're all out on it. And some of the other ones, there's like way more room for gray area. Like, oh, there's a drama. You're like, yeah, I didn't love it, but whatever. That's what it was. But like a horror movie, like to me, some of the worst movies I've ever seen, and I've seen a ton of horror movies, are are just that, in that genre. So one of the worst yeah. that I saw, I still remember seeing it. Uh, remember the, I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but like the late 90s, early 2000s boom, where it was like, after Scream, let's just make a horror movie. Like they're cheap yeah, yeah. to make and, and people love them. This movie came out in 2002, Fear.com. Stephen yeah. Dorff is in this. Yep. I don't know if you ever saw this. It is the wor- It's the biggest piece of shit horror movie I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen The Lazarus Effect, which I did a, uh, a hot garbage for, for uh, the guys over at the Boxers podcast. That's a dump. The Happening with uh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The oh, Happening, yeah. that yep. is a piece of garbage. So those are some of the ones I would include. But for some reason, Fear.com like, always pops into my head as one of the worst. I also think if you get like... Halloween six, or I'm trying to think like one of the Friday night, uh, one of the Friday the Thirteenth, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two, like a lot of the like these ones that ha- that have pumped out like ten movies. If you find the worst one in that series, chances are it deserves to be on the list of like worst movies ever. Okay, so I have I have an answer for you though. I have it. All right, my least favorite movie of all time. I actually have an answer for this. You ready for it? I am ready. Scarface. Oh, well done. That is my least favorite, and it's because... Well played. So many people like that movie, and it fucking sucks. Like, that movie sucks. Like so, I don't, And I, I, don't, I know I'm going to get... Yeah. That's, it might be a hot, chilly, hot take. Well, it might be. Nah, but I don't first, like it at all. The first 40 minutes of that movie is good. The last 20 minutes of that movie is pretty good. The middle, like, two hours fucking sucks. It sucks. Sorry for my language. I know it's a family podcast. Yeah, a little bit. That's all right. That's yeah. understandable. The, Terrible movie. It's not a good movie. I'm with you. Uh, another one I would put on there is called Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Excuse me? Yeah. It's like a black exploitation movie. Is it Marvin Van Peoples or Mario Van Peoples? And it came out like the early 70s, I believe. I watched it in black cinema in college. And it's they have a kid. And so it's actually Van Peoples who directs and writes directs and is in the movie. His son who I think later became a director in real life, yes. he casts him as like a 10-year-old boy having sex with like this big fat prostitute like at the beginning of the movie. I think that somebody might also kill a dog. Like there's just so much shit. Oh, in that, this. that would just put you right over the Yes, yeah, so I'm already happened. out. But it's terrible. Like, again, it's one of those ones that uh, critically I think people are like, wow, wow. Like it did a lot. I'm like, I don't care, man. Like I, like I understand it's important. I think it may have had like an all black cast or maybe an all black like crew or whatever it was, yeah, yeah, which is like yeah. that's really important. But the the movie they put out themselves, I hated it. Like I hated the movie. I got another one for you. Yes. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. That's not a good movie. <laughs> not a good written by Louis C. K. Yeah. That's right. Did you believe that, that is right. Yeah, that that's crazy. What about anything with Rob Schneider? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, tough that brings it back to Sandler because all of his movies are like Happy Madison produced. Like they're all yeah. Sandler movies. Yeah. Um, there was a movie that Rob Schneider was in that I actually. Oh, uh, you know it's a bad movie, but I actually kind of like it. Is the Benchwarmers? Yeah, I, yeah, that one's fine. That yeah. one's it is what it is. But it's, it, but it's one of the, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's that it's good. So also like. Spot- and secretly, I would yeah. love to be those like the me, you and Char, or me, you and Bessie to like the three of us take on like little league teams. I legitimately think we would win. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> that'd be very, that'd be very enjoyable for everybody. So there you go. Worst movies ever. Uh, I think that's a pretty good list. It's a pretty good list. I know we missed some. So again, at Dork Podcast on Twitter or Dork Podcast at Gmail dot com for a little more. Any anything else on worst movies ever? There's a lot of bad ones out there. And, and again, I would say that you know, your, your taste in bad movies says a lot about you. It says more about you than your taste in good movies, I would say. It is. I think it's a funnier question, or it's a question. I know it's like a loaded question, like what's your favorite movie? But people usually at least have like a short list ready to go. And but not if, only that, but like if you said if you, if you can fake 
You can, if someone says, what's your favorite movie, you could just say The Godfather, and people would be like, okay. Yeah, oh, good answer. Oh, yeah, Godfather's great. Oh, yeah, you like Godfather? That's great. Oh, cool. But yeah. then if you're, yeah, but then you're like, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? People are like, whoa. Man. Uh, cool World. Cool World movie. was a uh, bit of a dump. <laughs> How about Rocky Five? Rocky with Tommy the Machine Gun? With, God with rest his soul. Pick of the pod, yeah. Pick of the pod, yeah. That'd be pretty good. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Oh, let's get to the pick of the pod, Ryan. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, defend the goal? I will kick. I will receive this week. You know what uh, show I'm not completely caught up on, but I figured it was getting really good reviews. Actually, it was getting kind of mixed reviews, but uh, critically, it was like 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Fan vote, I think, was more in the 60s. Uh, I already said you can't watch everything, and there are a zillion comic book TV shows, but I ended up going back. I watched the first, I think, four episodes of Black Lightning from the CW. Really? Not bad. All right. Kind of enjoyable. Like, it's not a get out and watch it, like a must watch. But if you're looking for something to watch and you can kind of binge a couple episodes at once, like, I'm not watching this thing weekly, but I think I'm going to let them pile up and then go back and watch a few. I kind of was was pretty entertained by Black Lightning. I'll, I'll check it out. You know what I can't get past, though? What? This is a weird, obscure movie reference. No. In Major League Two, uh, Willie Mays Hayes stars in a movie with Jesse Ventura called Black Hammer, White Lightning. Oh, my goodness. That, of course, the Omar Epps version. The Omar Epps version, yeah. I cannot help but draw comparisons to Black Hammer, White Lightning when I think of Black Lightning. <laughs> that's very understandable and fair. So I'm sorry, but that's, that is... Apology you know, accepted. Yeah. Do you have a pick? Um, my pick of the podcast this week, I, I've mentioned it on this before, but if you're into bad movies and bad cinema, and you want to learn how these, just how like a movie, for instance, a movie like Bolero gets made, there's a movie on Netflix called Electric Boogaloo. Uh, it's the story, I swear to God, it's the story of Canon Pictures, which is like um, these two guys from Israel who just came to Hollywood and started like producing movies. Uh, they're responsible for Bolero. They're responsible for Breakin' and Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo. Nice. Uh, as well as, like, any Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Nice. Uh, the movie Over the Top. Like, all these, wow. like, terrible movies. Um, if you want to, like, learn how these movies actually got made, check that movie out. It's fascinating and hilarious at the same time. I love it. That's a very good pick of the pod. Next week on Hashtag Dork, Jessica Jones, Season 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, yeah. Get in there. Early early reviews are in, and it's an eh. It's an eh. It's uh, waiting for something to happen. Yep. All right. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes. Hashtag dork. We appreciate that. Uh, we're everywhere else. If your friends are saying, hey, I need to listen to a podcast, recommend the podcast. Stitcher, Google Play, com, wherever podcasts are found. I think we are there. Twitter all month long voting on the third annual Dork Podcast, so or Dork Madness, excuse me. Figure out what the best TV show is of all time. You can email us. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. Just go to youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. You can also uh, stream Davey playing video games at? At Arvon D on Twitch and Twitter and any all nice. social media. Come at me. Nice. All right. That's Add me on Snapchat. Put me on Snapchat. Whatever, on the, you know? Hey, did you end up starting an Instagram? I did. We do have a Dork Podcast Instagram. Um, we have yet to upload any pictures to it, but we nice. are squatting on the domain, so no one else can take it. <laughs> so feel free to add us there as well. All right, Ryan, that's going to do it. Thank you. Oh, God bless you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend a only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.